you have sermon notes, 2 Kings chapter 5 is where we're going to begin. My intent today is to talk about an out-of-series sermon. Normally we have a series. Next week we start a brand new series uh, called Courageous Focus. Can you say it with me, please? Come on. I have four things, oh man, four things that I want you to focus on. And in our study on next week, we're going to show you each week one of the four things. In order to achieve success in life, once you establish your priorities, you have to then stay focused. If you are not focused, you will start and stop a lot of things. Your life will be full of getting on the runway moments, getting ready to blast off, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it will rev down, and you go back to the gate and say, we have a delay in blasting off. We're going to school again in another six months. We're going to get married again. And you start all these delays, delay, delay, delays. Then you'll call everybody back on the plane, rev up the engines, get to the runway, turn around, and all your life is going back to the gate over and over again. That's how some people live their lives. And primarily it's because they're not focused. So next week I'll talk about focusing on where your life is going. Say that with me, please. Come on. Where is your life going? Where is your life going? Then there's another sermon the following week. I'll talk about focusing on keeping yourself balanced and healthy. It's really amazing how a lot of people don't understand they start something and then all of a sudden something emotionally happen, emotional happens to them. Boy, our emotions can get out of whack and throw us off focus. Then the following week, we're going to talk about focusing on being obedient. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. Focusing on being obedient. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like doing what you're supposed to do. But I've struggled with doing what I'm supposed to do. I have been disobedient. And then the following week, the last week, we'll talk about focusing on preparing uh, for your big battle days. There are days when you have a big battle coming. You are right now preparing for a big battle. And you have to focus on preparing for that because here's what's coming. You ready? Retirement. One day you cannot do what you do. One day you will not have the job you have. One day you will not be able to run as fast. Focus on taking care of yourself now so you can at least move. <laughs> Come on, say amen. You hear me, right? It's about moving now. And these are the years you can prepare for that. These are the years this church can prepare for the next 20 years. You prepare start today, and you have to focus on that. I am focused on this because I am preparing for being 90. I'm focusing on this because I am preparing for the day I will not have this job. That's why I'm saving money. That's why I'm focused. Because I'm clear. I don't want to be a person who is unhealthy, no money, and nobody to help me. That's called no dignity. Feeling bad about yourself and struggling. And so I'll introduce you to a book that I'm reading that is incredibly helpful to me. On this whole the idea of being, being, being a person who is, and you're always, you're such book people. Whenever I say a book, you look at me and say, what is the name of the book, right? Is that what you're saying? I hear you. And I can't hardly look at you folks without saying the name of the book because you just are such book people. It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Say that with me, please. Come on. Emotionally Healthy 
Believe it or not, it's uh, one of my first textbooks in our new study program I'm in. Peter Scazzaro is his name. Uh, it's S.C. Scazzaro. And Emotionally Healthy Spirituality talks about how a lot of people are spiritual, but they're unhealthy. Their approach to it is unhealthy. You know some saved people like that. Say amen if you know them. They're real saved, but not real smart sometimes. Well, that's coming down the road, so... Let's get where we are today. Open your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 5. This is the out-of-series sermon. And if I can for the next 20 minutes, just plow with me through this one topic. Repeat with me, please. Say the power power of a moment. moment. Have you ever looked at your life and said, what happened in my life? What what caused my life to change? Normally, it happened in a moment. If you go back, there was a moment in your life that marked you and changed your view. So what is the moment in your, in your life that you can go back and say, this moment changed my life forever? The big question is, what, what is the moment that's going to come in your future that will change your life? Who are you going to meet? Is it a friend? Is it a class you're going to take? Is it a program you're going to watch? Is it a sermon you're going to hear? What, what's going to happen to you in the future? I believe a moment can be a season in your life. A moment can change the way you view church. The way you view God, the way you view men, the way you view women. A woman once told me of a story of her husband being in a store, and I've told this many times before, and she said that in that moment she was pregnant and she was in the store and she asked her husband to buy a push-up ice cream, a push-up ice cream. And he looked at her in the store and said to her out loud, you always want something, you always want something with your lazy self. And in that moment she changed. That was the moment. She put the ice cream back, and she went to college and finished and got a degree and became a top executive making a whole lot of money. And she tied it to that moment in that store over that push-up ice cream. A moment can change your life. I want to take you to 2 Kings chapter, chapter 5, and I want to show you a series of moments starting in verse 9. Uh, the star of our program, our story, story today is Naaman who is a Syrian uh, leader who has a problem. He's a leper. Now, we don't really know much about the kind of leprosy he had, but obviously it was one where he still could kind of mingle with people. Leprosy often would isolate you. We don't know whether he got leprosy after he became a leader. We're not sure of the details. All we know is he has leprosy. And he has this little slave girl from Israel that, he, that they have captured, and she uh, is talking to his wife and one day says, if my master Naaman was in my country, we have a prophet named Elijah who could heal him. Well, she tells him, he gets excited, and he decides to go to Naaman. Now, understand to go to Elijah. Now, understand, when the slave girl said that to his wife, a moment happened. Hope, hope, faith rose in her heart, rose in his heart once he told her, and Everybody now in the family is excited that there's this amazing guy that could heal my husband of leprosy. Imagine what it's like to walk around and people are looking at you. Imagine what it's like to have an issue that everybody can see. It's one thing to have a physical challenge that nobody sees. It's another one to have one that everybody looks at you and says, what is that? Is that contagious? Should I shake your hand? This is a guy who's accomplished, he's successful, but he's a leper. Sometimes you can feel that way. You've done three or four right things in your life. 
but you feel like a leper. And so he, here he is now, all excited. He packs up his stuff, takes his servants a bag of money and some clothes, and he's going to honor this man. He wants help. And so when we pick up the story in chapter 5, verse 9, he's arrived at the man's door. And I want you to listen to this moment. It's a life-changing moment. Chapter, chapter 5, verse 9 of 2 Kings. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of, of Elijah's house. Imagine the moment. Imagine the moment. I'm here. This is the guy that can heal me. No more shame. No more embarrassment. No more exp- explaining that I'm not going to hurt you. And Elijah sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Now listen to this. Naaman's going to have a moment, another moment. You ever been disappointed? You ever had an expectation? Listen to what he says in verse 11. But Naaman became furious, and he went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself. Repeat that with me, please. I said... To myself. Listen to what he expected. He will surely come out to me. He's going to come outside. I didn't expect to go in. I expected him to come outside. I am Naaman, a man of authority. I know we're enemies, Israel and, and Syria, but I expect you to at least come outside and acknowledge me. No, you send some little geek to come outside and tell me to go dip in the river. And I, I was sure that he would stand and call the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand, listen to this now, over the place. Can you say that with me? Please come on. Over the place and heal the leprosy. Obviously, it was one place on him that was more distinct than others. I thought he would come out and I thought he would wave his hand and say in the name of God or something. No, he doesn't do that. He wants me. Listen, listen, he wants me to accept this, and he storms off, verse 12, are not Abana and Fafar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. He's in a moment. Question is, what does he do? So you can get mad, but it's how you manage the mad. Some things get to you. Some things will hit you in the wrong spot. In that moment, here's what you're going to see. He made a decision before he came to choose some guys to bring with him. That was an important moment. Who you choose to take with you is important. (laughs) Who your advisors are, who you pick to be your friends, they determine your future. I always say, your friends, you don't have to tell me anything. Your friends will tell me all about you. They'll educate me real fast about your values, about what's important. And so, verse 13, listen carefully to this now. His servants, plural, came near and spoke to him. So imagine this, hey, 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 master, hey, master, hey, master, hey, master. And they said to him, my father, notice how respectful they are. If the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? If he told you to go kill a lion, if he told you to climb a mountain, swing from a tree, would you have done it? In this moment, you see, he now has another moment. How much more then when he says to you, 
wash and be clean. His response in this moment is life-changing. It's life-changing. Naaman, verse 14, went down, and he dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored. There's another moment. Like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Naaman has a life-changing result because of the way he responded in a bad moment. There's something profound about keeping your cool and managing your anger. I didn't say you wouldn't get angry, but managing it, taking charge of it. Whenever I get angry, I have a little thing I do. If I get really out of sorts, I try to go alone, if I can, quickly. And I'll say, Temple, what's wrong with you? You all right? You know, okay, why are you not all right? Why are you mad? Why are you mad? Are you mad with Diane because she disagreed with you? Is that the grounds? So everybody's got to agree with you to be okay? I'm trying to understand, Temple. Why I have a little conversation with me. So what, what's, your, what's your issue? Can people disagree with you? Or are they all evil if they don't? I, I want you to, I mean, there's something about getting a hold of yourself. Because I'm pretty well known, people say things to you that are amazing sometimes. It's like, really? That's special. One of the classic ones is you look better on TV. That's, oh, yeah. And you know what I said? And you do too. Check mark bugging me. Come up on me the wrong way. <laughs> There's some ghetto left. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And let they know you. Come sit at your table and look at you. Why are you sitting here? I don't know you. You, you need to move. <laughs> Nothing personal, but hey. Anyway, you know. So there are moments when you know. And I, I love people, so I work. I work through it. But there are there are moments when, because I am a people person. But there's something about how you handle those moments, and some of us are not good at it. You're just not good at it. You cannot get the financial level of blessing you desire being this fiery. You're going to talk yourself out of your million dollars. Too quick on the draw with your lips. Put your lips back in the holster. <laughs> Put them back in. Give yourself a chance to decide what fight to fight. Mess up your marriage. Being sarcastic. Destroy your children's confidence. There's something about pausing. He paused. He allowed stoppers. I say this. I say it. I hope I leave you with it forever. You need stoppers in your life. Who can stop you? Who can get you to pause? You so grown. You 29. You 39. You 49. You 59. After you get a certain age, you stop saying that. I don't say I'm 60. I don't say that anymore. Who cares? I'm 60 years old. I do what I want. You know, stop all that. Naaman was in charge, but he was a leader, I love this, who allowed those who led him to speak truth to power. Hallelujah. You need to be a leader, but let people speak to you. Amen. And it changed his whole life direction. Now, verse 15, like he, after this guy is healed, he, he returned, verse 15, to the man of God and he and all of his 
aged, and they came and stood before him and said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. I want to give you something, Elijah. I'm healed. I look great. I can't wait to show my wife. This is an amazing moment. And I just want to give you something. That's nice. That's nice. Watch what happens. But he said, as the Lord lives, verse 16, before whom I stand, I, I will receive what? Nothing. And he urged him, please take it. And he, he did what? Refused. And Naaman said, that what's amazing is he understood that this is not the time to receive. This is just the time to, to give. This is not a payday. What gets you in trouble is always trying to get paid every day. Now watch what happened, verse 17. So Naaman, then if not, he said, if not, you know, take name, please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth. For your servant will no longer offer either burnt offerings or sacrifices to other gods, but to the Lord. You know what I'm going to do, sir? I'm not going to serve any other God but your God from now on. Verse 18, yet in this thing, may the Lord pardon your servant. But there is one little catch here. You know, I do have a job where I work for a guy who worships other gods. And so he said, when, we, when my master goes to the temple of Rimon to worship there, and he leans on my hand. And I bow down in the temple of Rimon. When I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord please pardon your servant in this thing. That was a God of rain and thunder that they worshipped in Syria. And he said, when I go to work, even though I'm healed, my master is still going to require me to go in with him. And I have to hold his hand as he bows to the God. But that's not me bowing. I love the fact that he says it. And this is a life-changing moment. For Elijah, a life-changing opportunity that he turns down. This money could have changed everything for him. This money could have made his life easier. But every day is not a payday. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. Every day is not a payday. Every day is not a payday. I believe in paydays, but every day is not a payday. Gehazi, though, his servant, saw this, and he makes a life-changing decision. Now, Gehazi works for Elijah, and he's one of the struggling prophets with him. And so when he sees that this man has turned down all this money, he has a problem. Verse 19, then he said, go in peace. So he departed from there, and, and, and he had gone a short distance. Verse 20, but Gehazi, the servant of Elijah. What's his name? Gehazi. Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, the man of God, said, look, my master has spared Naaman the Syrian while not receiving from his hand what he brought. But as the Lord lives, here's the moment. Read it out loud. Say, I will run after him. That's a moment. Now, I like Elijah, but we are broke. And this rich man has brought all these clothes and silver, and he's going to let him leave. I'm doing something about this. So he runs. He's going to run after him. Now, I want you to hear this now. This is the decision he makes. I will run after him, and I will take something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from his, the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And now Gehazi is, tells a life-changing lie to get ahead. Everybody say, One lie, one lie 
can change your life. It's one. Tell it to the right people, the right place. Come on, hold your finger up. Say one lie can change your life. It's a decision. One lie. And he said, all is well, my master. My master has sent me. There's a lie. (laughs) Elijah sent me, saying, indeed, listen to this lie. Just now, just, I mean, just a second ago. I know you just drove off, but just a second ago, two servants, two young men of the sons of the prophets who've come uh, from the land of, from the mountains of Ephraim, they come all the way from the mountains just a few seconds ago. And my master sent me to ask you, please give uh, them, not me, a talent, just one talent of silver and two changes of garments for these guys. Please. So Naaman said, oh, please take two talents. Hey, I'll double it, man. I'll give you two talents. And he urged him and bound Two talents of silver and two bags with two changes of garments. Wow. Two changes of garments. Change your clothes twice. <laughs> and handed them to, the, the, to two of his servants. And they carried them ahead of him. So come on, just here, follow me. Uh, Elijah told me to put it in my house right here. Watch, watch this now. Verse 24. When he came to the citadel, he took them from their hand and stored them away in the house. Then he let the men go, and they departed. The two guys from Naaman carried the stuff back, put it in his house, and they left. And so now, verse 25, he went in and stood before his master, Elijah. And Elijah said to him, where did you go, Gehazi? Here's another lie. Ah, your servant did not go anywhere. I was right here. (laughs) Come on, say one lie, lie. two lies, lies. three lies. Can change your life. Change your life. Mm. Well, watch what happened. Verse 26, then he said to him, did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Say this out loud. Say, is it time time to receive? receive? Now, I don't know whether God showed him. I used to think it was like a movie. Maybe God showed him a video. But no, somebody just probably said, hey, Elijah, you look at your hands out there. You know, people can see you sometimes. You don't think they can see you. You know, somebody just probably saw him. Look at your hands out. He's talking to me. What's he doing? And they're watching him talk talk to Naaman. And they're watching the two guys drive off with the two things to his house. And they're going to his house. Look. So watch what happened. He asked him an important question. Is it time to receive money, to receive clothing, olive groves? See, he was going to build him some olive groves with this money. He got money now. He's going into business. Is it time for you to have vineyards? Is it time for you to have sheep and oxen, male and female servants? In our day, it wouldn't be these things. It would be like this. Is it time for you to have a Mercedes yet, Gehazi? Is it time for you to have a mansion yet? Is it time for you to get into business, start your own business? You want to be an entrepreneur? Is it time now? You think it's time now? So you went back and you asked this man for something I turned down. 
doesn't care that you have it. It's the timing. Then he said to him, verse 26, and this is important because what you're going to see now is his decision not only made a life-changing change, the timetable for his blessing. He was trying to get ahead of God, but watch this now. He made a life-changing decision that brought generational consequences. His family is going to be impacted now by his decision. Gehazi tells a life-changing lie to get ahead. Gehazi made a life-changing decision to hide his failures. He buried it in his house. Gehazi made a life-changing decision to go ahead of God's timetable for blessing. And Gehazi made a life-changing decision that brought generational consequences. Verse 26. Then he said to him, did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money? to receive clothing, olive groves, and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants. Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. How long did he say? Forever. Forever. That's a big word, isn't it? My little grandbaby used it on me the other day. Three years old. Some boy had a Diane, Christina, and her, were gonna, her mom was going to go, just the girls were going to go. And I said, well, can I go? She said, no, Pop-Pop, only girls forever. <laughs> oh, forever. That's a big, big word for three. Forever. No Pop-Pops, no boys. What's it like when your family suffers from alcoholism Forever. Because you never got a hold of your drinking. Drugs forever. Give you a reason to stop. Your grandkids are going to be druggies too. And they may not be able to control it like you. They may not be able to hold a job and pretend they're okay like you. Give you a reason to think about smoking. Your great-grandkids are going to smoke forever. They won't have the faith to believe they can stop either forever. Big word, isn't it? They'll run from relationship to relationship forever. Forever. How can you not know the power of a moment? Father, help us today connect this truth to our lives. If we decide this moment to change our lives, it could change generations. The decision to obey God, to not believe the lies, can change our life forever. Help us in this moment think about what we're saying. In this moment, help us. Help us to realize how important this moment is. Gehazi lost sight of it. We can't. Let that happen. In the name of Jesus, we trust you, oh God, to help this be the moment we change. I want to pray a prayer, and I want you to think about this prayer and see if it applies to you. Jesus, I need you in my life. I need to surrender my life to you. I've worked to be a good person, but I have excluded you 
from the intimate parts of my life, I now make a declaration that I want you to be the Lord of my life. From this moment forward, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I ask you to touch me in a very real way. Help me, oh God, become the person you want me to be. I surrender my life to Jesus. I surrender my habits to you, the ones that hurt me, the habits that are harming my body. And I ask you for the courage to face those courageously and to set a new trend in my family. But I want to start by giving you my life. I want to start by surrendering my life to you and say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you would say that's the prayer for you, you want to give Jesus your life, I just want to know who you are so I can continue to pray for you. Raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor, you're praying for. One, two, anybody else saying pray for me? Three, four, five, anybody else? Six, seven, anybody else? I see more. Thank you. Father, touch these whose hands are up and some of whose hearts are up. Let this be a moment when their lives change, both here and at home, wherever they're watching from. May this be that life-changing moment, just like Naaman standing on that porch. I pray, God, that we would say, I don't mind dipping in the blood of Jesus, dying to my old life, and letting you change me. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.